0: 97.5 and 1280. The Zone. Time to welcome in Tim Lacombe jazz radio analyst and former BYU and Utah basketball staffer. Tim, good morning.
1: Good morning. Gosh, Tim. that was that was more like it.
0: <laughs> Tim, who are we listening to?
1: You're listening to to me? Yeah, That's me. That is the party hounds. The hounds of partay, <laughs> if you will. So we're just waiting for, our, you know, COVID to go, but I've already got the tour ready. It's, it's called Release the Hounds, um, you know, from our from our cage that this pandemic's caused.
2: Who let the Are hounds out? <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> yeah, you're always you always got a snide remark, don't you?
0: I've been told that I have to see you in concert, that you have the persona. It's a remarkable transformation from college basketball assistant coach turned NBA radio analyst Tim LaCombe to rock star. But I have been told, like, you're the real deal. You totally make the transformation. And I was told this 100%. Okay, it started with a little bit of snide shot because we're guys and that's how it is. But it ended with, seriously? You have to see this. He's really, he's got it. He's
1: got it. Well, that's very kind. And um, I feel as though I do, you know? So let's, we just got to get this thing cleared up and then we'll have a big party.
0: Well, I'll get a vaccination when I can. I understand that's still a few months away, but uh, when we get there, uh, I'll roll up the sleeve and
1: I would imagine you'll, you'll be before me because you two are older. Uh, so see. see how you I are. I mean, we'll wait our turn. Yeah. All right,
0: let's get to it. Enough of the happy talk. Tim, when you are doing the pre-half and post-game, and you watch the Jazz play like they played for the, with the Nets for a couple hours there, or let the Nets play while they went up and got dragged up and down the courts, uh, don't you really look forward to the post-game show at that point? That's going to be a good time.
1: Yeah, um, it, it it was really difficult last night to have, you know, really honestly to find anything positive out of last night. Um, I don't think there, at the end of the day, I don't think there was anything. Um, the, you know, the interesting thing is Quinn, Quinn <laughs> you know, from being former coach, he, he burned those two timeouts really quickly after really tough shot selection on one end. And then you know the old Matador defense, and it just didn't you know everything that we'd kind of seen leading up to that game would lead you to believe the Jazz were in a pretty good place. I mean the Spurs did beat the Clippers last night, um, and the Jazz really kind of drug the Spurs around. So yeah, it was it was hard, and it is hard. You, you do not want a game like that for sure. If you're uh, if you're gonna spend an hour talking about it.
2: So, if you're Quint Schneider, do you make any personnel decisions, alignments, uh, lineups, that type of thing?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, the, you almost have to you have to look at the the body work as a whole. And I know that there was been some inconsistent nights, but I just didn't feel like there was a night where you know urgency and effort across the board was just not great. And I mean you couple that with. Typically, when you don't, you don't play hard, you know, you don't really work hard on the offensive end to get what you want. Um, and then, you know, the, the thing just totally gets away from you. Um, so I, I don't think you, especially this early in the season, I don't think, I think you uh, you almost, I, mean, I don't want to say write it off, but with a game today, it's just something you just got to jump on the next prep. And and then, you know, if there's a trend, if it continues, if then then I think that's probably a time you start looking to to make a move or so.
0: I did like that Donovan Mitchell said we've only played two and a half good games this year out of seven. And that could be a little harsh. I mean you could sit there and, and break the games down and maybe come up with a slightly favorable number, but the point is there have been multiple games that they just haven't been up to snuff.
1: Yeah, and and I totally agree with Donovan there and, and the one thing I feel like the Jazz got a chance you know over the the long run because they, their leadership, the guys that are kind of out in front, I mean, they certainly, at least to the, to the media say the right things, you know, they, they put things on themselves. I know Rudy was basically said, Hey, I, I didn't come with the urgency and, and intensity. I needed to, uh, you know, and Donovan said, I, you know, this year I played like, you know, beep and, um, uh, so at least there's some ownership and accountability outwardly, which is always I think a positive sign. But then you you can't continue, you know you can't continue to say that, um, you know if if in fact the team's not playing great. So you do have to find a some sort of method to try to get more out of guys.
2: So I don't know that it'll continue. Just like I don't know that. I can't say who's to say they don't come out and play like they did against the Portland, Portland and the Spurs. But at the same time, you know, we look at it and, well, let's not jump to conclusions and go crazy. It's seven games. When does it become the point, well, all right, we're into the season, and for better or worse, this is who we are?
1: Yeah, you know, typically, I think you really, at least in the NBA, you probably, I mean, you certainly have to get through, I would see even a couple months um, of the season to really kind of figure out all the pieces and get everything uh, kind of work, trying to work together. Uh, this year's so interesting, too, because it's, uh, it's coming off a, a really weird year with a really short turnaround and next to no training camp or preseason. So I think that's part of, of you know, you got to kind of take that into account. League wide, and that's possibly why we're seeing so, so many. You know, I mean, you look at the Clippers look as good as you know as they could look uh, in some of their wins, and then obviously they've, they've been completely destroyed at times too, and then lost a close one to the Jazz. So I think it's just early; it's really early, and then with everything pandemic-related, kind of wrapped into it, it, it makes for a little more volatile start.
0: Well, certainly there have been weird scores all across the league, and the Jazz have been on both ends of them, but but there have been many teams who have been on both ends of them. So I get that. I think the frustration for a lot of Jazz fans is, well, it's twofold. One, you just want what you want, and you want to sit down in front of the game and watch the Jazz play well. So there's that. But then I think there's also the fact that because they had so many guys back and because – there was kind of a thought that this could happen, but maybe the jazz, cause they had so many guys back it'd be a little immune to it or would benefit from it. And if it's just a wash and they're going through what everybody's going through, I think to some fans, it feels like a missed opportunity. And to those fans, I'd say, yeah, you're probably right. What would you say?
1: I, I would too. I mean, I kind of looked at the, at, at the start that way in my own mind, kind of looking at the schedule and the way that it lined up and, you know, thought, man, the Jazz could, you know, if they if they can play well, it's kind of set up to where they could perhaps even jump out early, you mm-hmm. know, and, and get ahead of the pack. So certainly uh, a missed opportunity in some respects, but I still go back to man, and I say I say this all the time, so I apologize, but it's the coach in me. Um, you know, there. If you've never done it, you know, if you've never coached, if you've never played, you know. Uh, at a really high level and you're a fan, the expectation is that just like you said, you turn your TV on or your Xbox in this case, and you want, you know, you want to, you want your team to play well. And there are just certain nights that you think are givens. And as a coach, as a player, you know, you just know, like last night, KD's out, that should just throw a flag straight up in the air because, I'm telling you, more times than not, it, it benefits the team that's missing a guy um, because those guys now are on high alert and the other team's like, ah, oh, they're missing their dude. You know, we, we, we're we going to be okay. So there, there's a psychological part of that, too, that's pretty interesting. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, last night it really was lost. That game was lost really in the first um, 10, 12 minutes. and or 14 minutes, and the Jazz, you know, unfortunately lost it because the effort was just not great.
2: So what you're saying, then, that the Jazz should sit Mitchell tonight?
1: <laughs> no, actually. I'm saying the Zone should sit Kinahan.
0: Okay. Ah, nice. Give
1: one-segment one <laughs> nice.
2: reprieve. I am sitting.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were one of those dudes that stood at your desk. On a treadmill.
2: <laughs> I like
1: it. No. <laughs> I mean, you're so fit No, no I sit. older oh, gentleman.
0: Oh, 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 nice. Uh, uh, come <laughs> on, man.
2: That's no. the standard. You need a haircut no matter what generation you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the rumors? <laughs>
1: They're all true.
2: Oh, what are they? Just my hair. <laughs> Come on, man. (laughs) Okay,
0: You're getting ready for the road. That's what's going on, isn't it?
2: You honor code violator, you?
1: Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think I was suppressed and didn't really have a chance to violate the code for 12 years, and so it's just all kind of coming out at once.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would be a cool local band. I've been saying that for years. (laughs) (laughs) The code violators.
1: (laughs) Seriously, that would be a killer name for a, a local kind of Provo band.
0: Let's throw it out there.
1: <laughs> well, they're, they're we slogan have slogan could be Code Violator's No Honor. local football first, team. First CD would be No Honor. <laughs> no Honor. Sorry. <laughs> I like where these go sometimes.
2: And then you get the opening act would be the, the opening act would be the Tattletailers.
0: Easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> The what? The Tattletailers. <laughs>
1: Oh, so
2: good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then our first CD would be called NARC. <laughs> 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 We've completely lost everyone now. I'm sorry.
0: No, I don't think so. Actually, I think people are able to follow this quite well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't rat me out. I rat you
0: out. <laughs> now now we're going to The Godfather. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Their hit single. You're the rat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <In>
1: retribution, <laughs>
2: and then we can this have hurts. the police on the uh, on the uh, car too.
0: <laughs> Get sued for using that. That one's taken.
1: Yes. Uh. <laughs> I would I've left his heart.
0: I think it's your wheezing that's really entertaining us. Uh. <laughs>
1: well. Oh, that is one of my character flaws.
0: And a snort, the sign of real comedy. By the way, if you ever say anything and somebody snorts, they can't get mad at you. I don't care how politically
1: incorrect that was. You laughed. I can't be in trouble. I'm telling you, this 72-game slate's going to be, I can tell it's wearing me down already.
0: Um, In all all honesty, Tim, and you're going to find this out this year. That I thought I understood Jerry Sloan's moods and his postgame, you know, because I, I was there so often, but I really understood his frustration when the, for five years I did the pre-half and post with Pace and Thurl, and you're there for every minute. And you can't, uh, it's not like a road game and you're at home and you can get up and go to the fridge or channel surf between that game and another game and keep an eye on it. But you know, you really know this one's over and there's, you know, a bowl game on over here or another NBA game on, you know, whatever, on ESPN, whatever. You, You can't do that. You're sitting at the desk and you're totally focused and you're watching it and you're watching it go wrong. And you know what needs to be done to fix it and you can't. And all of a sudden, I really got a whole nother level of a coach's frustration. It's I yeah. it was like, wow. <laughs> it's like, this would be easier if I could get up and go to the fridge, and I can't.
1: And, and you know, just to kind of sum everything up, I mean, it, it, getting back to serious stuff, the thing that's difficult, too, is you don't always know what's wrong, you know? Um, I mean, you you can guess. And even as a coach sitting right there, I mean, you got ideas, but, you know, then you have to start saying, you know, if I make this move, then what? You know, it's like playing jenga. If I pull this one out, what's going to happen to everything else? And so, there's a lot of thought that goes into all that stuff. And again, I think, yeah, kind of a couple missed opportunities, but everybody has those. Um, The key is really so early. Just get playing good, you know, and consistently good, and you know, don't have the peaks and valleys, and try to level that thing out. And there's going to be a couple dudes that we're not talking about yet. They're going to probably play some and. And get a chance, and and then we'll see. You know, kind of what that does to help shore things up.
0: Well, me I only got to play, and I'm, we've heard. We both PK and I have been told, watch out. We don't know what this guy is going to do or how he's going to do it. But he looks like a guy who's going to do something. You know, so how he fits in the rotation, what he provides, when this happens, all question marks. I got. I'm honestly, I got no idea. But we have both been told, watch this guy. Have you seen something out of him? Is he one of the guys who maybe comes in and, and has a different role by the end of the year?
1: I like him. I, I think um I think he's a guy that can, can really kinda of guard the perimeter and and then make open shots, you know, so you're a three and D guy. I think I think he could could possibly help. Um I haven't seen enough of him, you know, at this level to but but what I have seen I've liked. And and I'm pretty high on him, I think. Um, But that's going to be interesting, you know. But there's also parts of of Shaq Harrison that you kind of look at and say, you know, I I like the way he moves and and is able to easily get into the paint. So it's just really kind of as the season evolves, you know, what roles needed and and who can step up and help.
2: What tack did you take as, uh, if you're the coach, Quinn Snyder? say that again what tact do you take as far as you know what's your approach to the team right now well you know i think
1: so much of that is the relationship you have with them and just from a distance and kind of like djs you know watching it you really do begin to watch even beyond the game and body language and the way guys respond and and what, what i see is very very positive always so my guess is that i think quinn can have um an authentic relationship. I don't think it's one where he has to go in there and yell and scream. Um, And I, but I think that, you know, there's probably some stern meetings and Hey, these are things we've got to get better at. I do know. And one thing I've respected is I think the jazz have, you know, always had a team that competes uh, for the most part. You know, there's been different guys in different years where it's been more or less, but I think, That's kind of a non-negotiable with this organization. I think you you're going to compete. So I think what I think the the answer to your question, PK, is what kind of relationship do you have with your guys? I think uh, sometimes as a coach, when you don't have answers, that's I think when you yell and scream and just try to scare the answers out of the group. Um, But my guess is that Quinn's probably a little more measured, and um, you know maybe. If there's issues individual with guys, I think he can probably have pretty, you know, crucial conversations with guys and get through it um, and get what he wants out of it.
0: Well, Tim, it's the Knicks tonight. May you have a happier post game show.
1: Thank you. I, I just want to know what's the over under on how many times Yach said, "Let's go to break."
0: Actually, it was only one this time.
1: Okay, and probably during my wheezing and snorting, I would assume.
0: No, he enjoyed that tremendously as a, as a guy who's oh, okay. married to a, a BYU a varsity scholarship athlete, softball player, right, Yak? Yeah. And as a guy who goes there and has had family members work there? No, I so think he, that he, that discussion that, was in okay. his wheelhouse. I think I think that just Perfect. put on the air stuff that has been discussed around the Hatch family table in beautiful Orem, Utah. Yeah,
1: it, I kind of started to see a promo develop, you know, maybe put uh, you two guys in. In uh, some rock and roll attire, maybe some leather, you know, some chains, and hanging from around your neck, and uh, you could be the the code violators.
2: Well, I, uh, that's the way I'm dressed right now. DJing chains is exactly <laughs> what we need.
0: I went to UC Santa Barbara. I've been training for this for years.
1: Oh, you guys are great. I went to ASU. You
2: had to have that before you got (laughs) in. (laughs) That
0: was part of the entrance
1: test. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: true. Check, 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 and
1: check.
0: (laughs) All right, Tim, we will talk to you again. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll hear you on the game tonight.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, guys.
0: Tim Lacombe joins Jake Scott, and they do the Jazz pregame, halftime, and postgame. The game in New York tonight is at 530, so the pregame starts on the zone at 430.